everybody. Welcome back to Keith and Mike Watch Deep Space Nine. Today we are going to be discussing Season 2, Episode 11, Rivals. It's, uh, it's a big day. Today we are recording on Election Day. Uh, it, it's already too late to vote when you're watching this, but I hope that you did. Mike and I got up early and voted, and so we are now here and devoted to you and Deep Space Nine. How's it going, Mike? Yes, no matter where you fall in the political spectrum, no matter which of the rivals in each of the oh. parties, I hope that you at least made your voice heard. I sent out an e-blast to the legion that are our patrons, letting them know uh, I saw that that. they had some work to do today, and, and we got some. I got some Spocks. I got some uh, flaming hate mail. No, that's not true. Uh, so I hope you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I hope you voted. Uh, by now, we know the results. We're either happy or sad. But regardless. At least it's it's what we did. It's it's very magnanimous of you to say, like, you know, regardless of what side. No, 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 no. If you're on the other side, don't vote. Forget it. No, do not do your, do your civic duty, you know, tomorrow. You know, have some coffee, sit around, goof around. I have a feeling like tonight, I get so excited for elections. Like, I'm, I'm like a big political election nerd. Like, I'm a 538 guy. I'm going to set up, like, my four TVs running all at the same time, every network, and I'm going to get all excited and maybe maybe do some nachos. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. And I'm going to get there at 8 o'clock. Here we go. Woo! And then like at 8.15, I'm going to be like, uh, and turn it off and watch something else. Well, I pre-ordered a video game. <laughs> Listeners to K&M Geekly will know that uh, God of War Ragnarok comes out at midnight Eastern tonight. And so I'm just going to have to take a nap so that I can stay up and play that. Additionally, folks, I want to let you know, uh, this is... A couple days early, but it's my birthday. My birthday no, that's is, right. is this Sunday, so we kind of don't have any shows that will air appropriately. So maybe we'll talk a little on on the Geekly Show about it. I got some I got some fun stuff, Keith, already because my wife is out of town, so she was in for a brief visit and she gave me some presents. I got some action figures. We're gonna open yeah, up. You Look did. at my brand new toy. I, uh, and I bought myself something I do want to talk about on Geekly. I won't do it here, but it's uh, re recently I've been getting into technology that uh, I, Kid Mike would have hated because it's about personal hygiene and taking care of yourself. But as you become an old man, Keith, you know that it's the little things in life. Ah, okay. Well, life. uh, I, I forget what the name of the, uh, of, of that lower area shaving company that I hear on all the other podcasts. Oh, Manscape or like, Manscaped, or like right. protect your balls. There's, there's a whole, yeah, there's a yeah, whole some... segment building up around that. No, no, no. Yes. I... Well, congratulations. I, I have never known anybody like over the age of 12 who gets ex so excited for their own birthdays as Mike does. I went through a big phase where I didn't, but now I'm just, I realized we only have a few of them. So we might as well, uh, we might as well celebrate. Fair enough. Well, you, you want to know what else we only have a few of? But we appreciate them, and that is our patrons at yes. patreon.com slash K&M. You can join these amazing people that Mike is going to introduce. Yes, I am going to introduce Brian Kaufman, Casey Clark, Cloud Lover 69, Jason Moe, Andrew Hayes, Jorge Novoa, and the Mysterious. She's even more mysterious now because my brother has no idea who she is, and he wants Ooh. to know. He, he thinks does. we do, but the, that's the best part. We don't. Worf's no. boot shivs. We do know that's Charles Nivens. CRM Productions, Charles Babbage at Grim underscore toys and delusions at noon. Dear patrons, we've promised you content and it is coming. We've got it in the works. I think we're doing it all tomorrow. 
We're going to get sick sure. of each other, something like that. Yeah, we got to record. We got a lot of stuff to open and talk about and shows to watch and things to do. But most importantly, these are the people who bring this show to you. They keep us cranking away watching that Deep Space Nine. We appreciate it, uh, especially you get to watch me watch Deep Space Nine. And sometimes I need you guys because uh, sometimes it's a slog, as uh, we'll see this week. Anyway, thank you to our patrons. Join them Ooh. at patreon.com slash knm. You can watch our other shows at www.youtube.com slash at Keith and Mike. There it is. Very exciting. Well, uh, I, I I don't know. We're going to find out if it's a slog or not, because we are now going to talk about Deep Space wait, Nine. Wait, wait, wait. What? What? We have a new segment. Uh-oh. Oh, We're no. going to call it... Spoiler alert! Oh, Jesus, Lord. Keith, sometimes... <laughs> Just sometimes I crack myself up uh, on the key and Mike watches Deep Space Nine. And so I thought uh, we'd share it with the non-patrons, uh, just some of the be- some of the, the wonderful stuff you're going to get watching me watch the episodes. Because I, I give really, I give really insightful, specific commentary that mm-hmm. really is worth paying for, Keith. And uh, let's let's see just one of the things that I brought to the episode last night when I watched it. Oh my God, is there a clip? Do we have a clip? We have a clip. That wasn't Hell good. Yes. <laughs> that was bad. That wasn't good. There you go. <laughs> I really, I really get to the get to the meat of it, Keith. Oh my God, so insightful. <laughs> but even more importantly. It's given us a brand new entry to the soundboard. That wasn't good. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was bad. Excellent. Well, and with, with the music soaring, it yep, really yep. does. Uh, wow. Well, I mean, it's going to be interesting because uh, while objectively, I, I, I understand that to be true of this episode, but I... I kind of like this one. Ooh, so, I, I cannot uh, wait. Okay, great. great this is going to be fun. This is right. this is going to be a reverse of last week. So here we go. Let us talk about season two, episode 11, Rivals, which aired. Uh, guess what? We took a month off. We, we took the holidays off. We showed some reruns. So we are back here at the very tippy top of 1994. It is on January 2nd. We are listening to, uh, I'm, I'm sad to say, Meatloaf has left us, but an old friend has returned. Mike, we were listening to, and I can't wait, let's hear it, Mariah Carey's Hero. Uh, but a hero lies in you when you join the Patreon. Give your daughters to Mike and Keith, and then tell us what to answer and ask me anything. When you feel like the episode's <laughs> too going. long, look inside you and be strong, and you finally know it's true that a hero lies in our Patreons at patreon.com slash K&M. Wow. Wow. That, you know, sometimes you you ask for a... (laughs) No. That was bad. You you ask for uh, an amuse-bouche, you know? And and then... No uh, one one asks for an (laughs) amuse-bouche. (laughs) 
<laughs> but then he realized, oh no, we're at Denny's and we're get or like Hardee's. That was more like a Hardee's, you know, like those. Mm-hmm. When we were on tour, I got one of those like Texas toast barbecue bacon burgers. I, I bet maybe had six thousand calories in it. Best burger I've ever had. Anyway, uh, let us. All right, so we heard from Mariah Carey. The top movie, I bet you would never be able to guess this uh, because it's already been on our list. But guess what? We're seven weeks Holy crap. into the release. And that is, we are still going to Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, it was a run by fruit. It's just my only part. I really, I just love that. That's up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pepper scene. Yeah, I had to oh. piss like a racehorse. Oh, God, that is a great movie, folks. It is a great movie. <laughs> God bless Robin Williams. Yeah, indeed. Anyway, so it, it actually bounced on and off the number one spot for a long time. Crazy. Would never have guessed. Uh, but I would have guessed what was on TV this night. Michael, uh, you would have guessed, of course, Keith. Always, ABC's rocking that America's Funniest Home Videos. But did you know that they mm. launched their newest spinoff of America's Funniest Home Videos, and it was airing at seven thirty? That's America's Funniest People. You'll recall oh. it was basically the same exact show, only they have Dave Coulier. Do it, Dave Coulier. Yeah. Do it. I had it in my head. I hundred percent watched. They it. were basically like, let's just get the whole cast of Full, full House and just have them each yeah. do a clip show. And let me tell you, I was here for it. Uh, yeah. Lois and Clark, uh, The New Adventures of Superman, were giving mm-hmm. you all shook up. And uh, the ABC movie that night was Heartbreak Ridge. Mm. Uh, over on CBS, Keith, Murder, She Wrote had a new episode, Northern Explosion, it was called. And then they Ooh. aired their movie of the night, which was Jane's House. And uh, following Sequest DSV on NBC, Keith, we had a pilot, a new NBC pilot in that primetime 9 p.m. slot, a show I do not remember, but the pilot aired of Viper. Oh, that was like, it, it, it wasn't about a car. Was was that, it feel, feels like that was like a Pamela Anderson something, but that wouldn't have been on CBS. Let's see, no, no did I say CBS? Or, or on NBC. NBC, right. Viper was an American action-adventure television series about a special United States task force set up by the federal government. You're right. Uh, in the fictional city of Metro City, California, under siege from one crime wave after a number. Let's see. Let's see. Do we have any any cast? Give me something What's here. That? I don't know. It's a secret. Apparently, well, I mean, did it ever make it past the pilot? I vaguely remember Starring about James it. McCaffrey, Dorian Harewood, Joe Nipote. Heather Medway, nobody's name I recognize. No, sadly not. Four seasons, 78 episodes, though. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, uh, look, The I was weapon a... used by the task force is an urban assault vehicle that masquerades as a Dodge Viper. So it was sort of yes, a... Yes, I knew it was a car thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, my oh. God. I've never felt more accomplished. Uh, and, and I voted today. I mean, honestly. Uh, wow. Okay. So, you know, what we can accomplish today. Well, look at Keith. Uh, no. If you look at Keith's uh, console over there, uh, one of his stickers this week will be the, that car from Viper. Oh, hell yes. Uh, cause I, I'm apparently was a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know what else I'm a big fan of? The hard news. It's uh, enough of this silliness and chicanery. Yeah. We are going to do some hard news and, uh, you know, it's, it's the new year. So uh, when our uh, our esteemed weekly world news starts the year, they start off with a glossy color issue. 
And here is some very important news. Uh, one, you know, the, the mom who had 15 babies five months ago, she's pregnant again. How dare she? And the world's oddest couple is expecting their first baby. Uh, if you can see the image there, that's odd. Uh, but more importantly, uh, first off, there's modern day dinosaurs running wild. Uh, I think they probably got out from Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. Life finds a way. Life does find a way. You know, uh, a man bitten in half by a shark survives. That's great. Uh, but most importantly, Satan's skull has been stolen. It's a it's a it's a big problem. We have some predictions this week. Uh, Roseanne is a long lost Clinton sister. Uh, I, I wonder is is it Hillary's uh, sister or, or is it my sister? I don't know. I, I I don't know how I feel about Roseanne. Uh, or in Madonna Comedian? and Prince Charles. Hey, you know, I, I never that said wasn't to be, I never claimed I was funny. <laughs> that was bad. I look that wasn't good. I do mediocre impressions. I, I don't I don't claim that they're funny. All I right. claim that they're mediocre. Uh, so yeah, there we are. That Most importantly, is... you, the, the week of the world news, as much as I loved it, it was a little on the, on the pricey side for like a, for a little flimsy paper, but that episode or that, that, that version, what are they called? Issue. Issue. 76 pages. Come on. You're going to give me a hard time about my impressions, but you can't even come up with issue. I don't do words. I've got issues. <laughs> I don't do words. Okay. okay let this us is, talk. this is the moneymaker right <laughs> <laughs> yes and uh it, it is definitely the money maker for sure between the two of us and how much money have we made thus far five oh, years Empire. into our adventure oh i can't say i don't want people to pound pound it down the door the IRS yeah, i don't want the gonna, irs showing IRS up to give us a refund oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was happening on next gen are we not there yet i don't know the order of the show Oh, uh, oh yeah. You know what? Uh, it's, it's, I, I haven't looked it up yet. Oh, oh golly. This is, this is a nightmare that we are, we are not having a good episode. That wasn't far. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take that button away from you. No. Who else? It's almost, it's almost as quirks laugh. No, no, no. All right. Here we go. Oh, oh God. You added that too. <laughs> it's so uh, annoying. All right. Well, the uh, yeah, so it's actually next gen was off this week, which yeah. is why I didn't write it down. But that, but there's a great oh, that's episode. Why. That's why Keith didn't next write week. it down. No, because I I remember now because I did look it up and I was like, oh, that's a good episode. Then eh, there's a reason. All right, so this episode, Rivals, was directed by David Livingston, who last directed Rules of Acquisition. It has a teleplay by Joe Manoski, who last wrote on Dramatis Personae. And a story by Jim by Jim Trombretta, who last worked on The Forsaken, and Michael Piller. So now, mercifully, it is time for something trivial. Uh, is that that's a hint? Yeah, that that's usually when I say time for a trivia. Yeah, it's a the the hint is is trivial. Now, Keith, waste your time with trivial trivia. All right. So this first one, I think, is super interesting and would have made this episode better and more interesting. But guess what? Couldn't happen. Uh, and that is Martis, our main uh, Sarandon part here, was supposed to be the wayward son of Guinan. 
that he we find out that he's an Elorian, which is what Guinan is, uh, and Whoopi was supposed to be in this episode, but was uh, unavailable due to scheduling, and that would have added a lot more context to the character. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, the racquetball court was built on the Hollow Suite set, uh, but it was too much of a pain in the ass to put up and put down, so they never used it again. Yeah, um, but it, it's it, which I guess maybe the angled walls. I mean, the decal was just like one decal they had to print a bunch of, but well, no, because they had to build all the walls out and the whole like the whole thing is like this. It it, it wasn't because the the. Uh, the hollow suite walls are completely different. So it's mm. not just decals. You have to put the whole... Let me ask you, because there's only yeah. one thing I thought was cool about the whole racquetball thing. Did anybody with the last name Varney in- invent that sound effect? Is that like laser ball sound? I'm sure. That's awesome. Probably. Best part of the episode. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's true, because it's, it's, not, it's not fully a regular racquetball sound. No, it's got a laser. I, I should, it's like a laser thing. It's got some sort of a thing going on. I should ask Jim how he did that. But it, it probably took the took the sound, extended it a little bit, and had a little shimmer. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, lots of lots of good stuff with that. Uh, and lastly, only three today, which is good because we've already wasted a lot of your no, time. No, it's not. No, a time enjoyed, Keith, is ne'er wasted. Mm. But it has to be enjoyed, though, I think. Well, we have some weird people that watch the show. <sighs> Uh, weird people will make the show. Would you All like right, to so be Club- weird? You can join us at patreon.com slash oh, K&M. That's probably not the way to go. Uh, so Club Martis was built in the same spot as the Bajoran Temple, uh, which we see in the pilot and, and many subsequent times. So uh, it, I, I guess like uh, the, the rent, there's a lot of turnover in the, uh, in the shops uh, when it was convenient. So the Bajoran Temple was sort of you know, it was like a, it was like one of those Halloween stores. Mm. It sort of Spirit popped Halloween. up wherever. Yeah. Spirit of Halloween. It sort of popped up wherever it was. Uh, it was empty. So th- this is not the first time it's been replaced with something else on the promenade. So, and it happens only very so quickly. Space. They opened that shop very fast. Look, you've got replicators, right? I get, yeah, so like I want a, a zip zap and whatever. And yeah, then, and it's, and and then it's so it nice is. to learn this week that replicators can replicate magic items. Uh, well, you wouldn't. It, well, it's, it, it has a technology in there somewhere. Mm, we didn't. Yeah, sure. We just because we don't understand it doesn't Bop mean it, it's not. I mean, twist it, pull boop, it, boop, boop. Yes, gamble oh, yeah. it. Oh no, yeah. So this is where we do what was TNG doing? Tried to rush me. All right, our guest stars this week are Rosalind Chow as Keiko, Barbara Bossom as Rona, Kay Allen as Alcia. Max Grodenchek is Rom, Albert Henderson as Koss, and of course, Chris Sarandon of course. as Martis. So, uh, big big guest start this week coming off Princess Bride. Witch. Yeah, he's got a lot. Lots of, uh, lots of big, big credit start. I saw what him is it, in... What is, uh, the, what is the gag they do with him, though? Like, his, his mole keeps moving, or his finger, like, he's got ten... There's, I can't remember. six fingers. Six fingers, right? Six fingers. Wait, yeah, who is it so, that whose mole keeps moving? What am I what what am I thinking of? What gag is I that? I think you're thinking No, because it's not uh That's Richard Lewis in um Princess Bride, right? Probably. I don't uh, know. What am I thinking? Somebody figure out what I'm thinking about and tell me. 
That's like three quarters of the show. It's true. We just we make weird mouth noises and then people explain what we were trying to say. Yeah, but they do it. It's so great. We have the best 100%. audience in the world. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. Well, what do you say? We go into the screening room, Mike. I think it is about time. And and what what better way to escape this nonsense than by mm-hmm. listening to this? Yeah. Okay. Wait, so Keith. here we wait, huh? wait, wait. Oh no. Do you remember how like before any good movie, we gotta run a commercial? Uh, indeed, indeed. Well, that reminds me. I oh, no. uh, I came across some things. So, as Keith knows, I'll share with you guys. I'm in a a, a, a pickle because I try. I believe it or not, I I really do enjoy this show, and so be, I've looked at some interviews. I've done some things, and unfortunately, I've I've inserted no, myself don't. firmly into the Star Trek algorithm, and so I am served things all of the time. So. Usually that's really bad because spoilers float my way and I have to ignore them. And I've done a really pretty solid job of that. But on occasion, something pertinent to the actual time period we're in pops up. And -hmm. it turns out, Keith, that, uh, let me pop the red curtain here, 1994, which is what we just entered into, saw not just season two of Deep Space Nine, but also... Wave one of Playmates. Yes. Deep Space Nine toys. And who better mm-hmm. to hawk them? Oh, excellent. Than our very own Quark. Welcome to the promenade. Humble Quark at your service. Behold, Star Trek Deep Space Nine action figures. Commander Benjamin Sisko, he helps me run the station. And Security Chief Odo, very strict and sneaky for someone so honest. Here's Lieutenant Dax, Chief O'Brien, and Major Kira Nerys. I happen to know she's crazy about me. Wonderful, aren't they? Especially this one. So handsome. Pains me to part with it, but if you pay me now... Ah, security. What a pleasant surprise. Yes! That's a great now, commercial. Did did somebody give you a box of that complete set for your birthday? Oh, Mike? they just might have Keith, and I might be watching the episode today with my very own Quark. Yes, uh, Keith was the man. He sent me the whole cast. They're sitting in a box right here, and Jen even said, "Keith, she goes, you can you can buy a shelf." <laughs> you got shelf privileges for your birthday. So I haven't figured out how I'm going to pull it off, but uh, or where I'm going to do it. But uh, I, I'm super thankful and. That's how you sell toys. In fact, I forgot how much I enjoyed toy commercials back as a kid because of the... the, Oh, they were great. The programming I watch now, clearly, is not... The demo isn't kids and toys, so I don't see toy commercials, but... uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, because they they made them look so cool because they built the environment. I mean, the G.I. Joe commercials were phenomenal. And that's the character, Uh, and they had Quark in character, as he would, a little sassy towards Kira, a little... A snarky towards Cisco in character. Yeah, really yeah. cool. There it is. Armin Shimmerman did a lot of good press early in Deep Space Nine. All right, so let us begin. Uh, the commercials have come. Lights up on the teaser, and a rich lady is talking to Chris Sarandon. She's spilling the beans on her investment plans, despite the fact that they just met. 
In the background, we see Odo watching suspiciously. Uh, there is a terrific. I mean, that's so silly, but like an amazing tracking shot mm -hmm. of him in the distance, focusing on him as he comes. So the shot between the, their two shoulders, all the way up the stairs. Really cool uh, tracking shot. Anyway, she's got a great deal. And he offers to help, of course. Then Odo hauls him off to security. They do a long and impressive walk and talk, and we find out that he's an Elorian, same as Guinan. They're listeners. And, of course, it turns out he's a scam artist, and Odo throws him in the brig. I prefer to think of him as a Tinder swindler. A Tinder swindler? Yes, no, exactly. He's he's sending out those emails. He's got a uh, an inheritance coming. So that's that's the teaser. Wait, so that's when you you said it was bad. You hated that so much. You recorded a jingle for it. No, no, no. That was the very very end. Uh, he, I mean, look, I love a Tinder swindler. Uh, in fact, tomorrow, for those of you who love to who watch this right away, tomorrow on Thursday on NBC, uh, Law and Order is airing an episode about a Tinder swindler. Oh, hell yeah. And, and one of his victims is my wife, Jennifer yes. Babiak. So check it out tomorrow. NBC at 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. I check don't know. your local listings. Uh, the original Law & Order, you might see CEO Jen appearing. You know, we should, we well, if she weren't in rehearsals for her show, we should have her come on K&M Geekly and discuss. Well, you know what? Once she gets back. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll have her come on KM Geekly and discuss her experiences uh doing Law and Order. That's cool. That's that's always fun. Those residual checks are great. And they didn't kill okay. her, so that that's right. You never know. You never know. They could be a recurring. All right. So in Act One, O'Brien is excited to meet Bashir in the racquetball court. It turns out Bashir was captain of the team in college and is really smarmy about it. Mm -hmm. Of course. He does a bunch of silly stretches and uh, looks like he's having a blast filming the ridiculousness of this scene. Keith, I want you to sing sing some song while he does choreo. And go. Oh, man, this is going to be a great bit. <laughs> <laughs> I played Let's college rocket. Physical, <laughs> physical. Look at my muscles and my tiny, tiny shirt it's a whole jumpsuit i had to take an hour to get in this yeah, but you'll notice I... that it's got a rip there on the seam oh and they just did not mend it no but i, I it's color coordinated to like his uh his division look at that big uh, hole honestly, look at that hole oh yeah you're totally <laughs> right uh, we're uh, in standard uh, definition there's no 4k it. yet Woo. yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh Thank God. you very much. Good night. Yeah. Those, those of us <laughs> listening to this only, I uh, hope you enjoyed that. I mean, but honestly, I, I thought Alex was really funny. In that. Yeah, he it's was. So stupid. Uh, Dr. Bashir, uh, actor, singer, mover. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Column does some terrific reacting and they uh, begin playing and discover that, uh oh, Bashir actually is as good as he pretends to, or he talks about himself. So, so then we head to the brig and uh, Sarandon wakes up next to a snoring cast member from a community theater production of Cats. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Uh, Mr. Mistopheles has had a rough night. 
he says he used to be successful and famous, but now he's lost everything because of this little game he's holding. He's had a bunch of rotten luck, and he plays the game one last time, wins, and drops dead. I, so I couldn't tell. Was he like a gamble? Was he gambling on the game, or just he just he doesn't really say that because you get the impression that he just lost a lot of money with it. But it well, well you know it's mysterious. It's mysterious. is it because it looks like a plastic piece of plastic. Bop because it because it spin it, it is a Bop piece it. of plastic. Spin Look, it. Not all Lift the props it. are great. Now this bip one is bop. particularly bad. He bips and bops and then drops dead. Yeah. And naturally, Sarandon loots the corpse for the game. Press B to loot. Press B to loot. Yeah, he 100% does. So uh, that's the end of Act 1. The first two acts are so short. This guy has given me like so much Ian McClellan that it's almost as if somebody who cast Ian later on in that Cats movie was like, yo... Remember that episode of Deep, Deep Space Nine. I need watch this. Do this. <laughs> don't worry. We're gonna CGI on the butt. CGI in the butthole. So don't yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. Don't that. Don't worry about the butthole. But don't it's gonna look a lot like that purple little ball there. <laughs> if you press it, it also lights up. Yeah, yeah. You had to take okay. that out. Special features. I, exactly. All right. So in Act Two, O'Brien returns home after the game and is sweaty and pissed. He lost to Bashir. Keiko teases him about getting old and slow. Which I think he's technically younger than we are, Mike. At the uh, replimat, Bashir brags about kicking his ass. Wait, hold to on. We, did, we missed oh. the scene where they were like, So, Colin, like, do you, I don't know, what do you have any input? He's like, Yeah, I definitely am popping my shirt off. If we're going to do an episode about me being old and slow, I'm showing off these guns, y'all. Like, multiple times. Mm hmm. He's yeah. Like, Can I be greased up? Grease me up. Give me some sweatpants. I'm going to wear a little bit too high. But <laughs> uh, I call this one Keith on Saturday. <laughs> one of us should be, either me or Column should be insulted by that. <laughs> and I think it's probably Column. <laughs> uh, it's very sad. And it's, while he takes his shirt off, they make Bashir put this shirt back on. Yeah, well, he never... So, like, now he's wearing that sweaty Lycra onesie, like, to lunch afterwards. Yeah, and he's like, you know, this actually, I love this scene with for for him, because as, as smarmy as they have him play the first part of the scene, I, I really like his compassion in this one. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, he has to brag first. But uh, he couldn't get O'Brien to quit, despite the fact that he was a sore loser. Uh, he puts some yamak sauce on his space burger and says he doesn't want to kill or humiliate O'Brien. He's afraid that O'Brien's heart is going to explode, which is also what happens when uh, when we're going to play ping pong. Like, I'm, I'm still going to win, mm -hmm. but you are going to be concerned for my cardiovascular health. Well, I've moved on from ping pong, Keith. I've moved up to ping pong plus, which is known as pickleball. And so uh, if you really want to have a heart attack, come play that. But no. more importantly... I found the direction really interesting here as just like a comedic beat. They have him literally go to three separate tables and like crib their yamak sauce. Yeah. It was just an well, interesting, it's, it simply could have been two OTS shots, but instead they were like, nah, do you think that was in the, <clears throat> do you think that was in the script or do you think he just like, it's like, I'm going to do some business and goes, no, because they had multiple jars. 
Well, but they they might have had the the prop on each table. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a good question. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Well, folks. Oh. All right. Now that's that's the rival. We want the actual script. You know, I saw on eBay there's a CD-ROM that was released in '94 of they called it the Deep Space Nine Companion CD-ROM, and it had you know a bunch of like pictures and and all every teaser for every episode, all 190 some episodes, and each interactive script fully searchable. Keith. Oh yeah. Well, here, but I found it. Here we yeah, go. Now we have the internet. Now we have the internet. It's here. It just says they should they sit down. Dax can't help but smile. Dax take a, takes a sip of her drink, sets it down. That's an odd stage direction. Shakes head, long beat. No, it's not It's not in there. So I'm guessing that's a little improvisational act. Yeah, no, totally. I I, I bet that's uh, bet that's Alex or, or uh, Livingston, the director. Cool choice. Either way, I like it. It feels lived in. It's fun. Uh, so this... <laughs> I actually wrote this. This is very much an episode about Keith and Mike playing ping pong. Yes, I already said that. <laughs> um, so in the brig, Sarandon plays with his new toy, and Odo lets him out because the people he scammed aren't going to press charges. Lucky him. Sarandon goes to Quark's and bets his game on a little gaming game. So uh, so Quark is playing... Uh, shake the rock. The, shake the rock. <laughs> shake the rock press the ball <laughs> everyone wins guys um, should we invent some like really cool rules remember that game we did with uh come along home it's a shitty episode but at least there was like relative rules to the game what, what do we think the really intricate cool rules for this game should be what you thought there were rules in move along home no but there was the implication that there were rules here it's just like press the button which to be fair is the extent of what slot machines are so hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You press a button, it lights up or it doesn't light up. That's the whole game. Yeah, it's true. It's the whole thing. Uh, Quark sizes Sarandon up immediately as a con artist with no money, but he's interested in the game. Quark tries to buy it. Sarandon tells Quark, can tell that Quark is too interested. They haggle for a long time to set them up as rivals, sort of, but he does not sell. When Sarandon leaves the bar, he runs into O'Brien, who is trying to get back into shape like I should. Then he discovers a woman who is closing down her shop on the promenade. They chat, and he shows her one of her own crystals. <laughs> like, he's like at her, hey, look at this. Like, yes, it's my store. I'm selling that. Uh, but here's this, what Mike is thinking, because I don't know yeah. too much about his, the, the Allurians. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that his like empath skills are somewhat maybe like magical or can be used nefariously, or that he could control them in some sort of way, and that he's sort of like hypnotizing her here, or some sort of thing happening that he has any agency in it. But I come to find that that's not the case. Well, I I think the the Alorians do have some sort of a magic in them. It's not super well defined. Um, but we know from Guinan, first off, they live for like forever. So Guinan is 300, 500 years old mm. by the time we meet her on there. So he also is probably super old and we don't know it. And she has some, like, she shows uh, Guinan in Q, 
have a have a little thing and Q is is wary of Guinan, so there's some sort of, some sort of powers going on there and I know that um on Picard we get a little bit more of that but it's a little confusing. So okay. we, I, they do have some sort of powers. It's not super well defined, but that they do have some powers. Okay. Um anyway, so uh yeah, they chat and he shows it, it Showing her her own crystal clearly stirs something in her, uh, but we don't really know what. Meanwhile, Bashir and O'Brien are back at it. Bashir badly fakes being bad at racquetball, and this only pisses off O'Brien more. And I thought that part of it, that is really understanding guy psychology. Yes. Because you, there's nothing more insulting or infuriating than somebody playing down. I also like how bad of an actor Bashir is. Oh, he's terrible, which is hilarious. Uh, but that but that set, I can see why it was a pain in the ass to put up and put down, but that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. That's a great set. Uh, Later. They don't really, there's, is it just regular racquetball? But uh, clearly there's bullseyes everywhere. And there must be different rules, Keith. It's space racquetball. Oh. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's space. It's got, this is an episode ooh, of games so. with no defined rule set. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, but then again, I don't understand the rules of racquetball either. So, uh, anyway, later Quark shows Odo that Sarandon has opened up his own club right next to him, and he's pissed. He got those blinky lights up fast. Yeah, got those blinky lights. That's uh. Here's and here's I mean, more. We have a penis head. We've got. A, <laughs> we do. I didn't notice a, that. We got a penis head and a scrotum head, following each other. Yeah, we got we got the whole set. Mm-hmm. We got the whole collector set right there. So in Act Three, Cisco explains to Quark that his gambling exclusivity deal with the Cardassians does not apply to the Federation. But we do get a cool shot of them using the working elevator on the promenade. Yeah, I thought that too. Um, cool that they have a working elevator, and cool that they uh, the this whole show, the walk and talk. David Livingston does them great camera work throughout this episode um quark then discovers that rom has been hired by sarandon betrayal the new club is going well and sarandon has built a much larger version of the game a bunch of them and uh they've got a big old set there so sarandon discovers Unfortunate screenshot for that for that commentary <laughs> I, I'm reading here. I don't see what's okay, on the screen. All right. I'm reading. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, big set. Uh, Sarandon discovers the rich lady from the opening distraught that there's a problem with her mining thingy. He needs money. Or she needs money and he and needs an investor. Another opportunity. So he Rum, proposes? Now, that, that's the difference. You're ahead of me. Oh, okay. Go back, go back to the big set, because that's where we are now. Rom shows up with a Dabo girl with breadsticks in her hair. Then the lady whose shop it is arrives. Yeah. Got me. Got me. <laughs> I mean, look delicious. Yeah. Uh, this is when the lady whose shop it is arrives. Apparently, they've made a deal together, and he proposes to her. And they've made more than a would- deal together, apparently. Uh, apparently, they uh, Bajorans do earrings rather than rings. 
which cool. I like that little detail. It feels, you know, earrings are a thing of their culture. And like, why would, are you, is, is Rom sad about the proposal? No, my thumb just hit the thing. I see. All right. Um, but I, I like that little detail. Like, you know, why would every culture use rings like we do? So we go to ops and Dax found a program. She was lucky. That's that's how we're going to start laying that that storyline. Is she like, oh, I've, I found a program on Dropbox I couldn't find. Yeah. And that's how we determine mm-hmm. luck. Okay, sure. And then that's all we get in that scene because we wanted to give uh, Dax and Kira a line. Mm-hmm. We go back to the racquetball court and O'Brien is down. Yeah, he, like, he, stepped, he went to a coma? coma? He stepped on the ball and knocked himself out. I've been there. Uh, yeah. The, you know, doctor, the, the worst injury I had in my whole life <clears throat> was a, a broken collarbone, which I don't wish upon anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what happened? Playing wiffle ball. Wiffle I, ball? I dove into a brick wall because not only was I too old to be playing wiffle ball, but I was too much of a dummy to recognize that I was jumping into a brick wall. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, no, I don't have, like, I dislocated my finger playing soccer once. But I was I was playing goalie, and then uh, my favorite one is I cracked a rib playing ice hockey, where I was I was chasing the puck with my stick out. It wasn't anything cool or heroic at all. I was had the stick out in front of me, and it got stuck in the in the the door for the zamboni for some reason, and stuck straight in, hit me in the rib, and lifted me up into the air, and then straight down. The stick didn't break, so I just like. Stops cold, lift up in the air, then went down. So you fractured the rib, or you just, you just, it was sore. I don't know. I never, mm-hmm. I never got it checked. But I literally had, I could see how I taped this, the stick in the bruise on my, uh, on my chest. So it was an almost fractured zamboni. <laughs> that wasn't good. <laughs> that was bad. You've played like three cues and I'm still trying to get it, but we're going to move on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So O'Brien got knocked out and the good doctor apparently isn't in any way concerned about CTE and is called away on another medical issue. But before he goes, he tells O'Brien he doesn't want to play anymore. Yeah. He's like, this sucks. This sucks. And I understand why. Mm-hmm. On the way home, O'Brien goes to Quark's and nobody's there. Quark complains about Sarandon being a listener and tries to listen to all of O'Brien's problems. Uh, and of course, uh, he just wants one more match and Quark has an idea. I, I, I thought Quark trying to listen was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I will say it was good. It was a good bit. I thought it was, a, I thought it was cute. Um, and of course, Quark gets an idea. And we head back to Ops and Cisco, Kira, and Dax discuss the entire station having bouts of bad luck, including walking into doors before they open, which happened a lot on set of all the Star Trek shows. Because uh, in case and, and everybody watching this knows this, of course, but the the doors were not electronic, like, you know, at the supermarket. They were dudes pulling ropes. So uh, if, he, if he didn't hear the cue, many times the actors would walk straight into them while filming. Uh, meanwhile, Sarandon's bar has a problem. Everybody hit the jackpot at the same time, and he has to pay everybody. 
So uh, that's a pretty elaborate set to be built for a one-time use there. It is, but now like revisiting the the the, the through line, knowing the sort of plot. In order for this to have happened, they all must have won at some point during the evening so that all of their luck got the buff and so that just ended up spiraling to everybody's winning? Well, but I, I, I think that the bigger ones are not oh, necessarily uh, one specific person related. So, right, so that it's like they the whole the big room enough jet, is, they have the big enough energy. So if one person wins, it might shoot the good luck to everybody. To yeah, to the whole room, and like we see, the whole station is now being affected. Yeah, so but it's, it's like it's a chicken or the egg, right? It's like would that problem would have arisen right away, right? Because one, the first time somebody hit the winner, it would have affected everybody's luck. Where or if there's enough well, of them, it should it should even out anyway. Well, but the thing that we learn at the end, it's not luck right it's like everybody's interpreting it as good luck or bad luck but really what it is is improbability so it's just unlikely things happening yeah okay so yeah i mean it's 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 a little wonky it, a little <laughs> it's nonsensical of course it's nonsensical it's even it'd be better if they like these things were it were sentient in some way or and nefarious or trying like it were basically the Alamoremi dudes right where they had just like where they got some right. sick pleasure off ah uh, uh, it doesn't make any sense well because yeah I mean you think it'd be some like a monkey paw monkey's paw sort of a story no. but it's it's not really it's it's more sci-fi than that it's not even uh, and then of course once again they're like no okay let's just shoot them uh, we'll get there. Yeah, well, uh, uh, bad anyway, blah, 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 blah. So Act 4 begins, and Quark is shilling to get people to bet on a final match between O'Brien and Bashir. He tricks both of them into competing by giving some of the profits to the Bajoran Orphan Fund. Clever. Quark then taunts Sarandon. The tables, the turns have tabled. Uh, because now Sarandon is broke because they all won. So back on Ops, Dax and Kira have swapped luck. Dax begins searching for an explanation. So apparently Dax's only way to demonstrate luck or not luck is she found and then lost her file on the computer. Yeah, Whereas, but, but Kira fell down, so that's like, oh. At least Kira, Kira got to fall down. That was funny. Uh, meanwhile, Sarandon's luck is now bad. He's so sad he buries his face in boobs. Which, uh, this is, without a doubt, the best way to feel better. Mm -hmm. But, uh, uh-oh, his fiance sees, uh-oh, and kicks him out. He's gonna go back to the original scam, and, uh, so, oh, oh, so he, he's gonna go back to the original scam and fronts the mining lady her money with what he had left from the business. And, uh, that's the end of Act 4. Boy, it's, the acts are so short, because Act 5 is so long. Yeah. So, <laughs> so bop I mean, it. bip it, spin it, bop it, bip it, bop it. Got to bip so at this point, pip and pop, had, Keith. had you caught on to the fact that it was a double scam? No. With the mining lady? No, but okay. that's less it being interesting and more me being completely uninterested. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't have my I didn't have my uh, my uh, reading glasses on, if you will. Oh no! Oh come on, it's kind of fun. There's like no luck. fun. Luck is fun. None. The idea of good luck, bad luck, that's fun. I like that. All right, whatever. So Act Five. Well, have something I to say about it then. Not just like, what? oh, the machines, neutrinos spun the opposite way in Australia, and all of a sudden everybody's falling down and tripping on balls. Oh, look, the ball bounces back to me every time? That's fun. I like that. There's nothing Laws about that that's fun. probability being messed up. Stupid. No. No. Laws of probability. You're just trying to explain in some weird way with. how you're going to win at ping pong. I'm going to win at ping pong, not because of some, like, bippin' boppin' balls, because of my freaking skills, yo. Oh my god, I'm going to awesome clip that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so in Act 5, a shirtless O'Brien again brings the sexy, psyching himself up in front of the mirror. And Kira is buying it. Not Kira. And she's like, you're going to... Uh, Kira, Keiko. Keiko says, god, you're going to get some. Keep calling her Keiko, No, I say Keiko. It is Keiko. Yeah, I said that. Keiko. Keiko. Uh, Keith, real quick. Yeah. Do you have the old soundboard? Uh, I can pull it up. Yeah, please do. Because there's something oh. I need. Okay. I, I have a feeling I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Mike is thirsty. He's thirsty. See, here's the bad news, though. Like, I'm not recording that side. So you're going to have to put that in I got post. it. I'll get it. Because oh, guess it? what, folks? Guess what? Mike has a new favorite character on uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah? And uh, unfortunately, Keith, I might be coveting somebody else's wife because Keiko, Mako, 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 me happy, baby. Oh, I'm no. into Keiko. Keiko is my Keiko is my number one. <laughs> she has it from the start. I liked it since she was like... Good at education, and she, <laughs> she she was pro science. I liked her since then, but now she's showing me she's got that saucy too. <laughs> oh my god, we need to reach out to Rosalind Chow. She send her that clip. She's got me all kinds. Yeah, I want my Keiko and eat it too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Let's do it. I'm I'm clip. I, hold on. I'm I gotta clip that because like we have mutuals. Who knows? We well, can get that to her. Okay. Please do. Have her on the show. I'd love to interview her. Hilarious. Love her performance here. Uh, oh my god. Where okay, I'm so lost now. She also I mean, gives I, him a silk headband. She's like, yeah, go kick his she gives she they do the end of Rocky Two, basically, right? Yes. Now. Yes, they do. There's just Look, one, one thing you have to do I for disagree. me, Miles. There's just one thing you have to do for me, Miles. What is it? Win. What are we waiting for? Take us! All right. I love it. Huh. All right. Meanwhile, Bashir... <laughs> That's going to be my favorite clip. Meanwhile, Bashir does push-ups while Quark brings him a drink, which is clearly poisoned. Bashir is smart enough to do a chemical analysis, and he finds that, of course, Quark was doping him for the betting. He tries to get Bashir, then, to throw the match. I mean, he tried to then, poison him? Yeah, he was going to drug him. But he he does so in like the least subtle possible way that even Dum Dum Bashir will notice that. But uh, but but then he makes a good point. Like, hey, we can really help these orphans if you throw the match. It it, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, then Dax comes in and rescues us and discovers what's happening, or at least that something is causing the neutrinos to spin in a non-random fashion. Uh, okay. So uh, then the game begins, and O'Brien is dominating. This is what's going to happen when we play ping pong. Mm-hmm. The chubby guy is going to crush it. Uh, Bashir breaks his racket, and their luck has changed too. Quark shows the game on a giant TV in the bar, which I, you know, once again, I, I really like that effect they have of like the, you know, when the screen isn't there, it's utterly, there is no screen, like mm-hmm. it's hollow technology. Really cool, really subtle. I think we're headed there. Like we're a million percent going to get there. Uh, so, uh, cool. So back in Sarandon's, Rom realizes he's being cheated and goes back to Quark. Then O'Brien is still kicking Bashir's ass, and he decides to cut the feed, and Quark reopens the betting. O'Brien says, uh, he used to play five hours a day? He's like, I haven't played this well, and I I used to play five hours a day. That is a lot. O'Brien spent a lot of time on this. They uh, bounce the ball around and prove that the ball is literally favoring O'Brien. Which is... uh, cool i i I read that they had so much trouble filming that because they they were actually trying to get the ball to like do that by like throwing it in a specific way and they're like this is never going to happen so they just close up catch (laughs) close up throw it throw it off screen have somebody toss it to you that's that was a uh, smart workaround uh and because they didn't have the cg to have to have the ball itself bounce around because that would be so easy to do today uh, so they show it off to Dax and Cisco who come in, and it turns out that something is messing not just with luck, but with the laws of probability itself. So unlikely things are just happening all the time. And of course, they realize it's the toy that Sarandon had replicated a bunch of very quickly. Because uh, they because they find they find where the new yeah the doodad says it on the did dad yeah. The doodad says on the diddad, and there we are. Uh, Serena does not know how to turn them off, so they phaser them. It's a cute gimmick, but why did, Why were they armed? Yeah, they also got a little lazy on the effects here, as if you look, they're both shooting phaser beams, but there's only one beam, and it is attached to neither of their phasers. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, you know. They, they did Times is center. hard. Times is hard. I just want to know, like, what? here's the thought process, all right? We're wandering around our station. We're mm-hmm. never armed, ever. But now we're we're investigating neutrino spinning in an odd fashion. Oh, we better, let's both grab our guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there but, was no discussion, like, hey, those, th- oh, it's coming from those things. And it's just making people unlucky. There's not anything inherently evil or bad happening. We should investigate, or, Keith, we could just blow up this guy's casino immediately shoot them with the guns we brought for no reason. Look, we the TikTok, you know, we spent yeah, a lot of time sure on did. racquetball. So sure we gotta did. we gotta go. So uh Odo arrives and the scammed folks decide to press charges after all. So from uh, that we saw off screen. So Saranin goes back into the brig. And uh, later the old lady with the mining deal also turns out to be a scammer after all. Because Players going to get played. Yeah. 
And uh, Quark gets in some good gloating, but ends up, because he's a good negotiator, is willing to pay Sarandon to leave. And that is the end of Rivals. Yeah, so they were actually initially planning to have this be a recurring character. But, well, yeah, uh, they brought in a big gun for it, and but he would have to be interesting, Keith, and and, and nothing. He doesn't, in my opinion, do anything really interesting this episode. His scam isn't particularly interesting. The casino thing, I, it, it, it's all kind of out of his hands. He only really does it because the ball thing is is, is a thing. He, but like, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of things happening to people in this episode, and not a lot of people with agency creating the chaos. And that's why I think I wasn't particularly invested, but. Okay, yeah, well, no, uh, let's let's get into it, but not before you do everybody's favorite quiz. <gasps> and now it's time for Mike and Deglio's Star Trek Vocabulary Quiz. Mike, your first word is hydroxylated quintethyl metacetamine. Oh, Keith, that is what I'm going to slip into your tea right before we play ping pong. And I learned it from the best as Quark tried to poison Bashir before his big game. Well done. Next up, Mike, what is a Plygorian mammoth? Oh, boy. Uh, That is what we all saw hiding behind Bashir's Lycron suit. And if you looked below the south of the border, you saw his Prichorian mammoth. Let's be honest. <laughs> Oops. Oh, no. <laughs> I broke uh, Keith. I broke Keith. Okay, fine. I, it was so bad and so obvious, but I'll take it. Uh, no. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> out of control. Shall we come along home? Oh, is that it? That's it. You just got two, buddy. Okay, here we are in Quarks. Let's tip one back and discuss. Were there any wormholes in the plot, Mike? Um. Yeah. Uh. Well. I mean, really. I mean, he's a Tinder swindler. I guess my mm-hmm. first question, which you kind of, sort of, had a comment about, was, was, was he using his powers to swindle these people? Like to, to, or was he? Is he a con man because he's an Alorian, or is he a con man? Are they mutually exclusive? Which it sounds like it's the latter. Like maybe he's used some of his age and his intuition from just having experience he's just had a long time to practice his craft maybe i i would take it from you know the the, the, they always describe them as listeners and that's why they're like bartenders or whatever i i would sort of take it as it's not a um it's more of a passive skill than an active skill like he can't read minds or whatever but i think he's maybe a little extra intuitive about people and he's also you know you know those type of people who you just find yourself tell you know telling all of your secrets to because they have like that vibe that makes you want to tell them your secrets mm-hmm. um so i think he's just very sort of empathic and very 
has a, has a has a trustworthy face. Okay. Like turned up a little bit. So it probably is tied to his swindling. Like it's sort of the type of thing you can use for good and ev- good or evil. Well, speaking of things you could use for good and evil, the other issue I have is that I know we've talked about the sort of security failings of the of the station quite a bit. Here I'm like, okay, at least we have political discussions. Whether you agree or not, uh, I am less willing to wade into the the political waters as Keith is on the show, but happy to bring it. Whether or not you believe it's a we should be we should have the right to 3D print as we have our 3D printers who do some great custom work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd much rather have a 3D printed me in a Star Trek captain's uniform than a working pistol. Okay. Uh, you think? Yeah. However, I feel like in the future we will have solved that problem one way or the other. I don't think it's cool that if there is some sort of technology inside of this ball that can radically change the course of luck or clearly space time continuum and neutrino, if it at the very least the replicator, which to my understanding, Keith, is basically just an expensive espresso machine. Kind of. Yeah. Should not. Do you know what it is? No, no, no. It's it's like those uh, like those fancy Coke machines yep. where you can get like sixty four different flavors okay. of Coke. Yeah, one of those flavors shouldn't be bad thing, <laughs> right? It should like set off a. It should at the very least make a light blink in Odo's office. Yeah. No. Exactly. I, I mean, I I like diet grape. I yep. found it really great, but I it probably shouldn't put plutonium out. Yeah. And so that I find very bizarre and just like. Once again, a, a glaring hole in something we would have thought about. Somebody would have put a, a stop on that. You know, unless he was like, I used a, he maybe there's a scene where he goes to Quark and he gets the the extra special 4chan replicator, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh, sure, but sure. No, so that's another one that was kind of like, what? And then, now that's about the only one. I was going to say there's some stuff with the... The, the, the racquetball I wanted to see. There's so many cool things they could have done with them betting against each other or them coming together to work together for some reason, but they kind of, that whole plot line sort of doesn't have any resolution. They don't even finish the game. It just, it just didn't... I mean, we did get to see O'Brien get hot and heavy with Keiko, so that... Yeah. I mean, that's... I'd like to exploit that plot hole, but that's... Wormhole? Uh, forget me, guys. My wife's out of town. I apologize. It's, <laughs> it's not a good scenario over here, but... <laughs> Anyway, that's what oh, I'm going to say for Mike. plot holes. What do you got, Keith? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think everything you said there makes perfect sense. I mean, the, the, the science of this is kind of nonsensical. I mean, obviously, like, it's not, like, they don't even try to explain the science of it. They don't even begin to attempt it, because it's not about that. It's a, it's a chance to, like, have a little fun adventure with luck, right? That's what this is all about. Um. So obviously, like anything related to how, wait, how is this happening, uh, is a is a huge plot hole. But we're we're not sort of being asked to put a lot of weight in that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think everything here is just speaking. I mean, I guess luck. Everything is sort of too convenient and too fast. Um, but if there is something, well, you know what? That's I, I was going to say, like the whole thing with the widow and the blah 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 blah. But if we're we've, we're going to accept that there is something causing unlikely things to happen. That is an unlikely thing to happen. It's unlikely that it would happen that fast and that whatever. So, okay, fine. I think that the, if the explanation is this thing is causing unlikely things to happen, then it's odd that it would happen 
all in a row, which I guess would be another sort of improbable thing, right? That the, it good things happen to somebody like fifteen times in a row, then bad things happen. Look, it would. I could. Ju- I would. Ma- it would be. It would make more sense if it was more binary, right? It's it's improving this or it's taking away luck. But it, to to just to blow it out into it's making improbable things happen is so wide a range of stuff that it it isn't even as in- it's less interesting because of that. And it's inside of a binary device, which makes that even confusing that we need this weird explanation. And then the weird explanation is about like neutrinos spinning in a direction. And it doesn't even like, they don't even no, do a good job I mean, of explaining. Of course, it does, of course it doesn't make any sense. I mean, obviously it doesn't make any sense, but it's yeah, like, it doesn't make any and, sense, Keith. We're set. That's the long and short of it for me, but okay. And, and, and also, and I, I think probability and luck are two very different things. Yeah. Right. It's just like improbable things aren't tied to whether it's good or bad. It's just improbable. Like where, where it seems like everything in the game benefits or hurts whoever it's affecting. Whereas improbable things, some of them may benefit, some of them may hurt and some of them just might be odd as opposed to. And so like, which is why it, there's probably another layer of explanation that's needed. Like mm-hmm. who created this, right? right? Is it a gambling device? So if that's the case, then you, you're able to tie improbable with luck. Let's say they had the technology to determine somebody's luck. Okay. That probably makes more sense. It's like they, their explanation for it weakened the premise yep. of the thing. Like if, or we have alien species with technology we don't understand. It makes your luck good. Makes your luck bad. Okay, that's interesting. Um, which is sort of what I like about it, though. So, like, here's all right. So that's that's what we're holding. Let's talk about best moment, and then we'll talk on whether we like it or dislike it. Are uh, you you do your best moment first? Because I'm I'm pulling some up for myself. Okay. Um, my best moment is the continuing to build the Bashir O'Brien relationship. I really liked. Um, them being competitive with each other, reinforcing the two characters, the obnoxious, cocky Bashir, but he has like the talent to, to back it up. And O'Brien's sort of like every man charm and, and like, he's, he's a little over the hill, but his, his effort, he cares. Like it's, it really, O'Brien is the every man that we can all identify with Yeah, is really well reinforced here. And I really like that Keiko is into it, right? That that there's that that there's that there's there's a Keiko out there for all of us who are like, yeah, I like your over the hill dad bod. Mm-hmm. Go kick his ass. Like that's I I really like that. So I I thought that both of those relationships, there there was some growth in this episode for O'Brien and Keiko and O'Brien and Bashir, and so I liked that. All right. Well, you know. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. All right. Win. I guess we're what are we waiting for? Take this! Yeah, it's that scene for me. And yeah. I, I, I know that I was making light of it. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not taking it back. That saucy scene worked for me. Yeah. But I liked it in the beginning... 
the even the first scene when he comes in and he and he kicked it and he got his ass kicked, she doesn't roll her eyes. She doesn't scoff. She tries to make it a teachable moment, just letting him know, like, hey, you're getting older. But she doesn't say it in any pejorative way. She's just like, no. we're, we're all getting older, and and she. And then the second scene, they juxtapose that with. You know what? You're getting older, and I'm into it, and I'm also into you wanting to go and give it your best. So you know what? Go yeah. kick his ass. I yeah. just thought it was such a. It was it, great spousing. It, it was great spousing, and it's in an episode where it's it's like you said, nothing really matters, uh, and it's all jokey jokes. But here, if you really kind of drill in and 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 weighted a little heavier than probably we should, there are some stakes. There are stakes for for O'Brien in this. His his integrity for himself, his kind of he's got to, he's got to prove it to himself. It's a shame we don't get to see. He's kicking his ass in the beginning, but then like, oh wait, <laughs> the neutrinos are spinning. You're not actually that <laughs> right. good. Um, but for this moment, we know that uh, he's got that support and that he's going to be okay. And so I, I loved the development for Keiko, and it, it let her be just. It let her be a lot of things. Let's be honest. So that's my favorite moment. But we have learned here. Uh, exactly what either one of our excuses will be for losing at ping pong. Oh, it's the, the neutrinos. Yeah, the yeah, neutrinos yeah. are spinning. Yeah, mm -hmm. obviously that's that's the problem. All right, let us give this some self-sealing stem bolts, Michael. That wasn't good. <laughs> that was bad. I just so last week I had a problem with the fact with a lot of stuff, but at least it it was. Had it thought it was trying to say something? Now, I guess we're going to argue two sides of this coin. Yeah. You're going to argue that, look, sometimes it don't got nothing to say, and it's just going to throw a funny little silly nugget out there. Mm -hmm. But here, the clear void of having anything to say. Like, I don't think it's even an interesting science fiction concept, whereas you do. I don't think it is. Uh, what, if, what if luck... Now, if if the premise was, what if luck could be weaponized or harnessed and used nefar nefariously? Which is what our, I think we might have thought we were going with this character. I thought maybe he was going to find a way to harness that machine or use the gambler machine, the bop it, to affect luck and then use that for profit. Because that would make sense in this Tinder mm -hmm. Swindler episode. But he's not. He has no agency in it. In fact, I would argue... For a con artist, it doesn't make any many any sense for him to start a business venture. Like, aren't they usually in for the quick buck? Like, not let's let me just because it seems like he's trying to hire Rom and he's hired and he's got this like he's not really scamming anybody. He's trying. He just happens to. I'm gonna you know what, I'm gonna, Keith Hosher. I'm gonna show you up. I'm gonna just I'm gonna open another. I'm gonna open a rival business and outperform in business over the long term. We'll compare financials and see how it goes that doesn't seem That's right like a good con artist con all right you me tax returns five years yeah. let's do it like that's the plan like replicate and then he's even admits further he's like i don't even know i just kind of stuck it in the machine and big ones came out and uh, what's that i think he has a good sense of design though i mean quark could take some tips in that in that mm. arena what we talked about so uh it also did that thing that i hate it, it like took some p potential other guest stars like they had a really they had the 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 both widowesses, I suppose, mm -hmm. and gave them awesome costumes and really cool updos. And you're like, oh, this is gonna be there's there's Ooh, gonna updos. be a, there's gonna be a cool character here somewhere or something. And they're just nope, they're just they're plot points. 
and and we got Ian McClellan and the and they clearly have like an established like gra- an actor with gravitas and like a great terrible wig and I'm like, oh, what's he going to be? I, and I did make a joke. I was like, unless they kill him off in 30 seconds. And they did. They killed him right off just mm-hmm. so they could get the terrible prop. Oh, it just it just swung and missed at every turn for me. So, Keith, I'm. what did I rank last week? Uh, Last week, you gave a 67. So I got to go lower. To Six, my 35. 63. Self-sealing stem bolts from me see you don't use the whole range of zero to 100 you're 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 a very generous well giver i loved of... my keiko and i loved mm. i love i thought we got some fun stuff i mean i wish ben cisco would be in an episode or two i really like him uh <laughs> miss him miss you ben <laughs> uh, come on back to us uh okay forget it i'm taking it back i'm taking my 63 back keith okay i gotta start you know what it is that wasn't mm. good <laughs> uh-huh 49 49 okay there we go shots fired I, I, <laughs> all right so keith just told me i wasn't mad enough basically yeah you're not mad enough <laughs> you know and i say this uh when i actually i i, I do kind of like this episode right i think i it's one of those ones where i think i like the idea more than the execution yeah, and and it's not... every time like it comes up, I'm like, oh, this is fun. And then at the end, I'm like, eh, I wish it were a little better. Well, than what's it was. the idea then? What do you think the idea is? Well, I think the idea is playing with the, the concept of luck. Playing playing with like what if you had a luck generator? And you know, it's it's like uh um what's the uh, the, the X-Men character in Deadpool 2? Who who has uh it's like the the superpowers luck. Gambit and that really yeah, no, not Gambit. No, he just Isn't had the Gambit? he just had the dust no, 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 card it's, up it's, his sleeves. It's that lady Deadpool 2, the lady. Anyway, uh I thought that was so well executed and so satisfying and so fun to have somebody like relying on just the superpower of good luck. And yeah, that's uh, what I said. That's what I thought this guy was gonna be, but that's not it. It was but I I liked the idea of, you know, everybody's luck being really good or really bad and just sort of the chaos that that would that would create. I think a con man rival for Quark, that's fun. I like that. I think that's a that's a good idea. Um, you know, and I, I the the racquetball of it all, like that's fun. Like the the competition between two aging dudes, like I, <laughs> I've I've been there many times, and I find that satisfying. Sure, um, well then have an ending for it. Well, the, but it that's the continuation that that is going to continue. Uh it it's not going to be just racquetball. Said they don't, okay, okay. It, it won't be racquetball because racquetball is a pain in the ass. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get a dartboard because okay. that's a lot easier to set up and take down. <laughs> um, yeah, I tell you what, Bashir doesn't have. He don't have a Keiko. He he does not. He does not. So yeah, I mean O'Brien's definitely winning in life. Mm-hmm. Um, Who had the so, floating lady again? The floating oh uh, Melora. Bashir had a floating lady. He sure did. He sure did. Um, but she fluttered away. See, that's the problem. That's true. Um, so I mean, look, it's not a good episode, but I as a as a little comedy trifle batch of silliness like 
there's some missed opportunities there. I think a like a, a, a give me give me like 24 hours of a rewrite. I think there's a way to sort of escalate everything and have it a little bit more self-contained, a little, make a little bit more sense and, and just play it out. But I don't know. I kind of liked it. I, I don't have a lot of good justifications for enjoying this episode. Hey, it's our podcast, buddy. If you're in a good mood, you can, you're allowed to say and do whatever you want. Which is, I'm in a terrible mood. Yeah, but no, which but is it is the interesting part. But you know what? It's, weird. it's improbable for Keith to be in a bad mood and give a good rating on a bad episode. So, hey, it tracks. Yeah, no, well, that's true. Well, I'm not going to give it a good rating. I'm just not going to give it as bad as you are. So I think I'm going to give it, uh, let me see, I gave Invasive Procedures a 76. Uh, I'm going to give it a 75. Like, I'll watch it again when it's when it's uh, when it's up time on the uh, on the cycle i'll watch that again all right so uh all right so there we are that has been deep space 9 season 2 episode 11 rivals next week is the alternate so uh lots to talk about then next week uh once again thank you to our patreons at patrons at patreon.com slash knm check out our look at my star trek toys show check out knm geekly where we're talking about all things geek it doesn't even have to be star trek it's craziness and we will see you back here next week as we continue season two of deep space nine uh hope you voted hope i have the tv on still at 8 30 tonight what did you think of the episode? Uh, you got to settle Keith and I's debate about is it good mm-hmm. or is it as bad as I think? Also, it's my birthday and I want comments uh, because there's no family around here to send me anything. So just tell me, say something nice. Please. Wow, Mike, Mike's, Mike's lonely. His his Keiko is out of town uh, doing Fiddler in Yiddish. So Happy opening, by the way. They start previews on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Super, super fun. Yeah. So don't debate whether it's a good or bad episode. Right, because it's a bad episode. Yeah. So debate whether it is a bad episode or a bad but fun episode okay. of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. All right, folks, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. You already know. Thank you for watching. Till then, this has been. Thank you for watching KM Entertainment. If you enjoyed our particular brand of nonsense, please like and subscribe. Or become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash KNM.